You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at NolaJake on Twitter, here with you all on this Monday, the day before. For the NBA Draft Lottery, pretty exciting. We're going to talk more about the lottery tomorrow. We've been talking about it the past couple weeks, but this is a really, really big day. We'll save most of that stuff and kind of give you a refresher and primer on what you need to know tomorrow to get you ready for tomorrow night when the lottery balls are pulled. Today, though, we are talking about Gail Benson at Loyola's commencement um, address speaking about the Pelicans there with some pretty interesting words in some insight. And then we also have the news that the Pelicans have been scouting out Knicks players. What's it mean? Is there anything other than they're just doing their due diligence or could it be something else too? I'll fill you in on what's going on with that situation. So we're going to have a quicker podcast in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So before we get to Gail Benson's Loyola University of New Orleans commencement address, um, do you want to mention when you get in your car in the morning, of course, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Pelicans to get the latest episode on your way to work or when you're coming home from work or wherever you just happen to be. These are perfect for your commute. So again, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Pelicans. So Gail Benson was the commencement speaker for Loyola University on Saturday, and in between the usual commencement type of speechy stuff that you would put in, she also spoke about the Saints and the Pelicans, the Saints with the famous no-call in the NFC Championship game, but then shifted gears talking about the Pelicans and had some interesting quotes. The first one being, quote, the way we have been operating has not worked and we have not adapted to the dynamics of today's NBA, end quote. That's one, a really weird thing to say at a commencement uh, address, I think, to university students who are graduating, but okay. And it's pretty eye-opening that very clearly the Anthony Davis trade request woke everyone in that organization up that things were not going well and were not okay by modern NBA standards. So in a way, the Anthony Davis trade request is a bit of a blessing in in disguise. She referred to the Anthony Davis trade request saying it was disappointing and that the on-court play of the team has been frustrating. Again, reiterating they've not adapted to the realities of the current NBA, and that basically this was why she needed to move on from people and fire people. The only one we kind of really know about is Del Demps being let go, um, even though they claim it was mutual, but obviously he was fired. So the big takeaway is they realized things were not going well for the team, things were not up to the standard that they want, and that they didn't even kind of realize it wasn't that. Again, weird things to talk about at a commencement address. I think it's bizarre, but it's important to know that ownership realizes this. And 
you know, I think that's a real good thing. The The restructuring of the front office and kind of the way they're going about it came as a result of analysis from some more of the successful franchises in the NBA and other sports too. And I think that's a really important part of that. Um, and that, you know, despite all of this, you said it was difficult to let Dell Demps go. Shouldn't have been, um, but it is what it is. And we now very clearly see that ownership is much more attentive to the Pelicans compared to the Saints and that they're not going to let things kind of go under the radar or just kind of blindly go along with how they've been. This is someone who's woken up and feels such an obligation to the legacy of her late husband, Tom Benson, and to the the fans of the city of New Orleans, of these franchises, that she wants to do right by them. And hopefully this is going to mean that things are better going forward. If you're Anthony Davis, you should want to hear things like this, though it is a concern that things weren't going well and they kind of just thought they were. That's you know, hindsight, I guess we'll wait to see if it'll change. You know, we spoke about it, or I spoke about it on the podcast last week. We're saying AD has not been swayed by any of this because of how things were. And hearing Gail Benson say all this, you're like, yeah, he's probably not going to be swayed till he sees an extended period of time from the Pelicans changing things. And there just isn't enough time to do that from when you would need to trade him. So despite them having the meeting, I don't think I or anyone else is really expecting them to have a change of heart in terms of Anthony Davis and his camp. But good to know that the Pelicans organization is waking up, not happy with how things have gone and things plan on changing. First of all, obviously starting with David Griffin coming in and restructuring the front office and hopefully leading this team to a very bright future. So in the next coming days, there's going to be tons of rumors and news flying around this New Orleans Pelicans team now that the NBA draft lottery is out of the way. The first milestone in a move for Anthony Davis getting settled. We'll have much more information. We can start to kind of read the tea leaves a little bit better now that we know who holds the number one overall pick. And if you want to stay connected to all of this, make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Pelicans podcast through the Himalaya podcast app. In an ever-expanding podcast world, you need their personally curated playlist, giving you the content that you want to hear. You can also subscribe to Locked on Pelicans. Make sure you get the latest episode right when it is published and ready for your commute to work, your commute home from work, or wherever or whenever you listen to the podcast. So make sure you listen and subscribe to Locked on Pelicans through the Himalaya podcast app. All right, so the New York Knicks and the Pelicans, two teams that spoke when Anthony Davis made his trade request originally and just couldn't really get a deal done, partially because Kristaps Porzingis made it very clear he would not re-sign in New Orleans if he was dealt there, kind of hanging up that deal a little bit. But per Ian Begley of the, um, I forget what site he writes for, but it's him, um, the Pelicans have been gathering intel on Knicks lottery pick from a year ago, Kevin Knox, the kind of high flyer freak athlete that they drafted in the first round. It's a little bit interesting to hear that the Pelicans are doing this, partially because, yeah, this is what they should be doing. You should be scouting other players around the league should you want them in a trade or just for your scouting reports when you play those teams. Like the Pelicans are doing this for a lot of other teams, but why is this one leaking? And that's the interesting part in this. So first and foremost, yeah, if the Knicks land the number one overall pick in Zion Williamson and they have a 14% chance at it, tied with the Phoenix Suns and the Cleveland Cavaliers at the best chance of getting the number one overall pick, that you're going to probably want him back. And so, yeah, makes sense to kind of look at him and, and start to do your prep work on it. And then worst case is you just have it. And even if they don't get the number one overall pick, no big deal. Uh, but second is... 
uh, maybe you're throwing this out there because you're trying to make sure the other suitors for Anthony Davis are going to put their best offer forward. Are the Celtics going to play some hardball with Danny Ainge, knowing that this is kind of what he does and how he operates? Or if they are worried that another trade might go down and they're going to get lost in this and don't get Anthony Davis, maybe Danny Ainge just comes in with his best offer right off the bat because the Pelicans have leaked something like this. If they didn't, I don't know if they did or not. And all of a sudden, it makes these other teams realize we've got to bring our best offers. There's no point in fooling around with the Pelicans or joking around here and not putting the best foot forward and making our best offer because they have other suitors on the table here for Anthony Davis that they're seriously looking at. Worth noting that Kevin Knox had a very rough rookie year um, last year. Depending on if you kind of watched him a lot or didn't, it wasn't good, and I think you kind of rate him in the C range if you were trying to give him a grade on the way he played. He's got a lot of great intangibles, power forward at 6'9", 215. Um, he played at Kentucky, too. He really rose in the tr- pre-draft process when teams looked at his size, his it, you know all the numbers and everything that come out in the combine. But this is a guy who did average... points per game, 4.5 rebounds, and started 57 of the 75 games he played in, playing almost 30 minutes per game. But he also shot 37% from the field. He was uh, shooting 4.5 field goals made for 12.2 attempts per game. Did shoot um, 40 or sorry, 34.3% from deep, so a little bit better there. That's good on decent uh, volume too, almost five attempts per game. But oh my God, the shooting is not there right now. Defensively, he was a liability as well. If you have a guy who's not even shooting 40% from the field, you got a problem, and that's a big issue. Turn the ball over a little bit more than you would have liked to have seen from him as well. So he wasn't good, but he is a lottery pick. And if he's going to come back in the trade and the Knicks would presumably with him only being one year removed from being drafted, make him a big part of that offer. You'd consider him a, su- a substantial piece um, that you you may not uh, want him or, or don't want him to be a substantial piece if you don't like the way that he played. So doing your scouting on him and re- kind of getting a good feel if he's something you want or that you can build a package around is important. But the Pelicans should be doing this. They are going to be doing this for other teams. But I think part of the reason this leaked as well is because it puts the Celtics and the Lakers and other teams on notice that you best come with your best offer if you want Anthony Davis. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. Big day tomorrow, the NBA draft lottery coming up. I'm going to answer a couple of your questions about it. We're going to take a look at the best case scenario for the Pelicans, how we want things to go, what we're expecting, what certain things might mean. And then, of course, it'll happen that evening. And on Wednesday, we will recap the draft lottery and have a much clearer picture of what's going on with this team and where Anthony Davis may end up and what the future overall of the team is going to be looking like because it's a pretty big day for New War. Orleans. So thank you all for listening. Don't forget, subscribe to the podcast through the Himalaya podcast app. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play podcast locked on Pelicans. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.